welcome in world champion curler Marcel Rock. Morning, uh, Marcel. Long time no talk. How's it going, big fella? Good, Kevin. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Good. Yeah. How are you? Doing great. Did you like your intro song from Paul Simon? Yeah, love me like a rock. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, let's just start. Let's start at the Scotties. So you're coaching with the Clancy Grandies BC team. How did that come about for you? And uh, just touch on uh, the success that you guys have had, uh, you know, coming into the Scotties and then this week so far. Um, it was a, a last minute kind of thing. I had uh, walked away from Rachel's team there a couple of years ago and, um, was enjoying kind of my own weekends and figuring out what normal people have on weekends, which is fun. Um, but yeah, I, in about November 24th, uh, we got together the Canadian Curling Association. This team finished top five teams in Canada last year, so they had a little bit of support from Curling Canada, and and uh, they called me and asked me if I'd help this young team out because they didn't really have solid coaching they didn't they, they're trying to do all the right things and they're going at it full time and they're all really young and they weren't having the success this year so we had some meetings and i said we have to have a training weekend to see if you can handle me and see if i can handle <laughs> you guys <laughs> i'm i'm kind of you know i'm pretty straightforward and i, I want to see things done a certain way and and uh I want to see people that I work with succeed. So, you know, you you have to know if you can you can handle it or if, if everyone's got to be dealt with kid gloves that I'm probably not the right guy. <laughs> uh, we got uh, former NHLer David Schlemko co-hosting with, uh, with us this morning on Wednesdays. Marcel, he's got one for you. Hey, Marcel, how you doing? Morning, David, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, just for some of our listeners who not, might not be uh, maybe huge curling fans, I'm... Um, and for myself as well, I guess. Um, what does the coach bring um, on, uh, on the curling side? Um, are you guys kind of involved on a shot-by-shot basis, or is it more kind of strategy in between games, or how exactly does that work? Yeah, it's it's kind of, you know, when I worked with Chinese teams, I had like seven teams, and I figured out at that point that the event itself, like what I'm doing here, yeah, you can help out a little bit, but my big influence would have happened like the – the the weeks leading up to this event the training that's that's okay. you know when the practice which the training stuff that you do that's where you can really impact the 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 system if you want to call it that or impact the right. technical aspect of each player and um, rock management issues and stuff like that so since i got together with these girls on november 24th um, we've put in close to 100 hours on ice, oh, wow. and so their trajectory changed, uh, changed, you know, enormously. And and uh, they're they're, you know, they're young, but we're playing we're playing way better than they were all year. Mm-hmm. Marcel Rock with us, Kevin Carries, David Schlemko, Sports 1440. Uh, Marcel, you kind of said that maybe you couldn't handle them with kid gloves. Did did this Clancy Grandy rink need a little, you know, a, a kick in the in the backside or something? It's not so much a kick in the backside. It's a, it, uh, you know, they're trying to be a professional team because there's professional teams out there now and they play full time. And, and when Randy and I and Dave and Scott kind of, uh, did this, like we went full time, we walked away from our jobs and we had mortgages and kids to pay and all this. And, and, and 
we went full time. So the model has changed around the world. You got the Koreans that are run by their military system, and you've got you know Japanese that are fully funded, and and Scotland's fully funded, and Switzerland, and you got these teams, Sweden, that are traveling and and training and playing all the time. So. What happens in Canada is you, you, you know, many teams can't can't do this, and mm-hmm. and in fact, some of the teams uh, live in different cities. Well, that, in my opinion, if we want Canada to get back on top, this has got to change. And so, the notion of a team going full time and being able to, you basically move your luggage to the next next event, train before the next event at that at that city or wherever that tournament's going to be, and then you play that tournament and rinse and repeat. So these girls had the commitment to do that, but what they didn't understand was the work in between. Mm-hmm. They, they they weren't training appropriately or properly between events, and so as a result, their their success is based on the Canadian team ranking system points, and they weren't getting many points. They weren't succeeding in tournaments. So they would, instead of train, they would add another tournament to see if they could get a better result, add another <clears throat> tournament to see if they could get a better result. And if gotcha. you keep doing the same thing the same way, you, you're not going to get any different results. Right. So I, I, you know, if I would have been with them in the beginning, in, in July we're setting a schedule and saying, okay, we're going to play a couple, we're going to train, we're going to play a couple, we're going to train, we're going to prepare for this event, and you reverse engineer the amount of time you need to prepare like the Scotties or their provincials where we spent two weekends in a week. So it's a 10 day kind of 10 or 11 days. What I need to, to, to get a team prepared for these big events. Hmm. And, uh, they'd never, they'd never done that before. So they went through their provincials like incredibly well. And just speaking to them, they had confidence the previous year, cause this is the second time they've won and gone. But they, in in meetings afterwards, they said their confidence was was very different this year. Last year, they got their confidence because they had done well in some events. This year, they got their confidence because they knew they were prepared and and we trained really hard and they, and they knew they were playing well. Yeah, that's so awesome. A game of confidence, right? It, you know, the coach, you can't do much here. We get one <laughs> one minute timeout in a game. Yeah. Oh, is that all you get? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all I got. So if they're <laughs> If they, you know, you know, if they're in trouble, they'll call out and say help. All right. But that that happens once, and you got a minute, and you got a speed talk. So okay. at the end of the day, you know, we're preparing before games, setting game plans, and and then debriefing after and talking about what's going well, what's not, where we can adjust. Mm-hmm. But you know, my real work comes prior to in preparation. And as so, as far as being able to work full time to get that competitive edge, I mean, I'm guessing when you were in your prime, you guys relied heavily on sponsorships, but is there a, like a funding issue or a sponsorship issue or what's the hurdle that these Canadian curlers need to get over to be able to go full time? Well, I think I think the pool of money that the Canadian government puts in is equal to other countries. I don't think it's any different. The problem here is that we have, you know, arguably six or seven men's and six or seven women's teams that could potentially win the the Olympic trials and and represent our country or or win this Scotties here. There's like three or four perennials that are always there. Like Einerson's won it the last four times, Holman before that, and Jones before that. And so I mean, there aren't many 
variables there, but there's still we're we're looking at funding, uh, uh, say six, five teams, five mm-hmm. teams on the women's side, five teams on the men's side. Well, that pool of money dissipates a lot quicker, right? Um, compared to other countries that'll put most of the money in one, and then a little bit of money in a developmental team, the second wave. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we determine who's going to go. They're looking at changing all this, and that's why I said yes to work with this young team because I honestly believe this is the this is the the only future that we have as a country to 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 eventually get back onto the podium. Mm-hmm. Marcel Rock with us. Kevin Carey's David Schlemko, Sports fourteen forty. Draw number thirteen at the Scotties Tournament of Hearts is well underway in Calgary. Tough go so far for Alberta's Selena Sturme coming in with a record of five and zero. She's down six one to Krista McCarvel out of Northern Ontario, who is sneaky sneaky good. Uh, draw fourteen this afternoon will feature Marcel Rock's team that he coaches. Uh, Grandy out of British Columbia, Clancy Grandy with a record of five and one against one of the old teams that you coach. Rachel Holman, 5-0. So this is a battle for first place uh, in the pool. What do you make of this? Uh, this is going to be a doozy this afternoon, Marcel. Well, hopefully. I mean, we. Uh, I'm really proud of these girls. They're, they're young. And uh, I know we. you look at the scoreboard that we got beat against Jones and, and it was an awful thrashing. But uh, the first uh, half of that game, we, had, we should have been up 3 nothing, hmm. or at least by three points. Uh, we missed an open hit for two. Uh, we hit and rolled out. So you leave points on the table against these good teams. And then if you kind of lose a little confidence or get a little shaky and, and they make you pay along the way. Yeah. And then another one, we're, sh- we're shooting for two and we rubbed a guard and gave them four. So that's the, that, that's kind of the way that went after this in the second half. So I just hope that, you know, there's not much I can do uh, in terms of preparing these girls any better. And I know Rachel's prepared because mm-hmm. I've worked with her for a long time. I know they're ready and she's really rolling. So I know uh, all their tendencies. I know the tendencies we have. We have. Do we have the game to, to, to beat them? I think we have a game to keep up with them. Uh, a couple little breaks here and there. Can we beat them? Yeah. Um, but, you know, you've you got to prove that. And, and in any sport, I guess, you know, yeah. you got the Oilers that – on paper look like they could they could do a whole bunch of damage for a lot of years now and you got to learn to win almost yeah and i know I, I i don't know how to explain that i'm sure we've been trying and people have been trying to explain that for a long time but until you really learn to win and have the belief that you can win and 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 all the little details and the and the work that goes into that win it's it's uh it's not easy so mm-hmm. I hope for a good game for two reasons. Number one, um, because I think these young girls need that. Our future needs that in this country. So I want them to have a a good outing today. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, when I left Edmonton, I kind of said six and two should give us third place. Mm -hmm. So, so if we lose this game and we win our last one, we're, we're in third place. Mm-hmm. So the trajectory is exactly what I predicted. Uh, if we beat Holman, uh, Jones, that was a bonus. If we beat Holman, it was a bonus, but it wasn't an expectation. So you go out against the top teams and, you know, you, you got to just see what happens, but you got to try to be better than the, than the next part of it and then have your great weekend uh, the last weekend where you put everything together and throw the kitchen sink out there at everyone and, and hopefully you're going really well. 
Marcel Rock with us on Sports 1440. Well, we've talked about your curling career, um, you know, a lot of times over the years, uh, having a few pops over at Moe's Sports Parlor. I'm going to ask you one question about that in a second. But <laughs> what, what about just the fact that the, the great success you had with the Ferb Four, Marcel, with the, the the Briar Championships, the the big one here in 05, and then the, the World Championships uh, in 05 and 03 and 02. Uh, but... Now you guys go into the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame. We had Randy Furby on in November when it was announced. Uh, what's that mean to you, to a kind of a culmination of what you four accomplished for so many great years? Yeah, it it was a magical experience. We kind of underestimated it. We didn't really know. Um, but then when we got there and saw how few people are in there and how difficult it is, the process to, to get selected, and then to know, like, I can name every curler in there. There aren't that many. So it was it was really special. But, you know, I don't, I don't know if Randy mentioned this, but it, for us, going in as a team meant so much more. And uh, I ran into Colleen Jones this weekend, and she said, congratulations, she's in there. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, I just so wish we would have went in as a team. And so for us, it was always about uh, sharing credit with our teammates. And, and I'm not here coaching right now without – Team Furby, like I learned, uh, I learned everything from Randy and Dave and Scott, and we put this thing together. And the accolades go out to my teammates, even now in coaching. I mean, last night, I uh, yesterday I was on the bench, and I kind of started twiddling around with a different tactic. And and uh, first phone call while I was actually texting Randy and talking to him <laughs> while we we're playing the game because I can't do anything as a coach anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm. Uh, talking about this potential strategy that we can kind of try and start to implement and lo and behold he texted me this morning he said damn marty he said i i was up till 3 30 at night thinking about this stupid <laughs> stuff and he said you got me blah blah and it, it's quite a it's quite a rant but anyways i phoned him this morning and i was laughing and saying see what this stupid game does that oh. can't sleep that night and we're thinking about all kinds of stuff but but the credit goes to my teammates yeah. and uh and and uh you know i'm not i'm not uh unaware of the fact that i am where i am because of my teammates and and what we learned i trained teams the exact same way we trained in 19 in uh, 2002 mm-hmm. we went full time and I do the exact same thing. I mean, what else can you do? There's only so many hours in a day, and, and we used a lot of those hours preparing. So. Yeah. You know, and the reason you guys were so successful and popular, you, I mean, you hung, you'd have a beer with the guys after, the fans, and you, you we went to Moe's, I mean, I don't know how many times we had beers in there and, and stuff like that or in the patch, and that was just part of what your guys' persona was. But the one question I had, when you changed, remember you changed your autograph? And it was from, yeah. and just let our listeners know about how that kind of went about. And it's, you know, obviously 20 years ago or whatever it is. So, well, it's, it's, it's a story that goes actually quite far back. I was playing with Don Walchuk in the early nineties and it was pre free garden zone. So that was back in the day where you'd hit everything in sight. <laughs> so it took a, a good skill to do it, but it was boring as heck to, to watch it. Uh, anyways, we went to Smithers, uh, to, to play in a bond spiel and uh and uh, i was playing lead and my first rock i put in the forefoot and it was the last end and uh they needed to score two so they ignored it and then i guarded it and, gu- and then we guarded it guarded it guarded it i ended up winning the game it was shot rock <laughs> so kevin park uh yeah. 
who had just come off of winning with Kevin Martin at the Albertville thing and all, mm-hmm. all that kind of that team. Anyways, uh, Kevin Park said, Marcel Shot Rock. <laughs> and so that's how I got the nickname. A lead gets Shot Rock to win a, to, to qualify in a bond spiel. Yeah. So the nickname stuck from there. And then anytime people ask for an autograph, I just put Marcel Shot Rock oh. and I, it's kind of just stuck. Well, it's cool. <laughs> you know, I love talking to you, Marty. It's been great. to really enjoyed our uh, few minutes here. Uh, enjoy this afternoon's game. It's going to be a good one between uh, Holman and Grandy. Uh, best of luck, best of success to you. Always one of the best. Uh, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, cheers, and uh, you guys have a great day.